Hello, and I am Chico West with Filter Optional. I don't know why you've decided to open that way. Hello, I'm Chico West. No, hi, welcome to Filter Optional. I like that. Welcome to Filter Optional. <laughs> yes, I'm Shannon West, and he is Chico West, like you said. But and I'm the no filter. And I'm the filter. And mm-hmm. we are coming live from Kevin's studio. We like Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. My studio, your office. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a Very combo. Convenient. It's really easy. I really just walked right out the door and into this office. And here I am getting ready to do another episode of Filter Optional. Yes, yes. A, a Casa Kalina production. Yes. And you, you managed to um, get an, uh, an, another no filter in here with us today. I know. I, <laughs> Shannon, you're outnumbered. I <laughs> Just what I we am. needed. Sorry. I am. We, we do have a special guest. You know what? You know, we don't need to have a little... Uh, banter before we get well, going. We can talk about um, a little bit her and her pod, her podcast. So yes. that's kind of. But let, let's real yeah. quick. I just I have to say this before we started the show. Okay. Our our special guest was asking where did we go? We went on a nice vacation, and I got a new term. I love vacation, Shannon. <laughs> vacation, yes. Shannon is a lot of fun. Well, sh- vacation, Shannon doesn't have to take care of the dogs and the kids and the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning it's, and the Chico and the it's everything just else. So I don't have much to... more fun with vacation, Shannon. Well, I want vacation, Shannon around. Well, every... It's not exhausted, Shannon. So no, exactly. Exactly. Well, then you need to take me on vacation a whole lot more i do that's my goal okay mm-hmm. yeah so yep. but today uh we have our special guest and it's wanda means yes. thank you for having me on today and wanda tell us a little bit you do a podcast too you've been doing it a lot longer than us what is your podcast well my podcast is called one blunt woman mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with marijuana because i get that all the time <laughs> <laughs> i, didn't even think I actually that, have um one blunt woman in my hockey jersey and had a ref come up to me last sunday oh. and said what do you smoke i'm like no dude they're <laughs> blunt before you millennials took over was a term for just you know direct op- filterless yes <laughs> i i've been sober 30 years and they've been talking about blunts blunts weren't around we just smoked joints you know we hit the bong we did those things but there wasn't a blunt well now you it's know. called a blunt it's called a yeah. blunt you i released this. my book on 420 national blunt day yes <laughs> her original title was the blunt abyss i'm like everyone's gonna think that's a show about weed so <laughs> oh my goodness well you might get more viewers that way anyway. <laughs> and then you, I mean, you, you, you kind of come bait in and switch boom, bait and you know, switch suck them in oh that's yes. a good idea bait mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, or or I yes. I like the term is, you know, when you're working with people, it's like you you're real nice, but then you kick them in the nuts. Well, that's, well, that's not, not nice. me typically, yes. but I, I love y'all's name. I love it. I think the it's filter, ingenious. Uh, yeah, filter yes. optional. That, well, thank you. I yeah. like one blunt woman that doesn't have to do with pot. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> mine is explicitly rated. What y'all's rated? No, no, ours isn't. I, don't I mean, she keeps me, she point. the filter keeps me in check, so I can't drop any f bombs. You can no, you definitely can. drop that. When, when we started, we were kind of waiting to see just how unfiltered he could be, you know, and um, and then we find that you know professionally, sometimes that because you we can't obviously there's a ginormous amount of confidentiality in his business, and so. Sometimes when you're telling, sharing stories, you just have to be careful about... Right, because some people are... Some, can easily, you can figure out who they are easily. Yes, exactly. She yes. didn't let an F-bomb lose for the very first time I last did, week. I did. Yeah, she did. did. What? She dropped the F-bomb last week on our show. Did you ever I did. drop the F-bomb with your children? 
Yes, yes. yes. And, and, and I do it in private a lot. I have a sailor's mouth. Uh, um, well, you know what they say. You can't private, trust anyone who doesn't cuss. So. Well, I agree okay. with that, then Wanda. I like that. No, so I do. But then on the on the show, I've been I've tried to, just because I can't help but my personality is codependent, and that's my problem. And so I can't help but think of the broad audience and some of the my more um, buttoned up pearl clutching <laughs> friends or something that might be listening and being like, oh. Well, you know, I'm not sure I can listen to that anymore or whatever. I want them to listen to me, but Well, I've I offended plenty of people. I, know, I started I with my I blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com, <laughs> and then, like, I just, you know, people would be afraid to talk to me because they might end up on my blog. And then after a couple of years of that, I started a podcast, and Kevin was been with me yeah. since day one. I know. Longest running know. show? He's like my little the brother. The longest <laughs> running show. Running show I, I really I And I watch Kevin. it, I, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Chica. I, I appreciate your honesty and bluntness, like I, I love it. I, it's not my personality because. But you do I'm like it. She does. I'm too codependent. She does I care. Share I, that. I do. I hate to say it, but I do. I think I care too much what other people might think and whatever, and that sits in my head. It's a cross I have to bear, and I have to figure that out how not to care because I really don't want to. Chico really doesn't care. You don't really care. Well, and no, I don't. Great. Try living in Highland no, Park and having an affair with your husband <laughs> and then walking into games at the stadium. Everyone's, you know they're talking about you. I'm like, just because my information's public doesn't mean your private information that I know about doesn't right. make you a bad person. That's You know, exactly. when we go to church, I sit on the front row. What church? Park City's Press. Nice. You know why we sit on the front row? Why? Because if I sit any further back, I know people's stories oh. and I'll start thinking about them instead of he does your ADD sets in yes. oh yeah and I start knowing everybody's dark and people I did have one person approach me and think literally like kind of call me out on sitting on the front row thinking that we were important and I'm like oh okay that's not at good all God. yeah really that's no it's just because I know too many all. secrets in this church I said it's so Chico will focus when we yes. actually come and they were like oh well I, I thought that they'd like you thought they'd reserve the spot for you, whatever. I was like, yeah, no, we are, we are not, we're not special. I just don't know if I can You're be not either. with someone like that. I know it's tough. It was a, it was an acquaintance, yes, of the sorts, yeah. But let's get back to the show. So, Wanda, you have your one blunt woman show, and yes. what 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 brought up that show? I mean, well, I started my, my blog, and then I wanted to expand. I wanted to get more readership and I wanted to market it. And so then someone suggested I hire a PR person and, and that's how I met Kevin. And they said, Oh, well, you know, you have a naturally big mouth, so maybe you should just have your own podcast. And so I did. So when I started podcast several years ago, there were way less podcasts yes. have doubled in the time since I started. Doing oh, I bet it was relatively novel concept back then. And now it's like an, everybody has a podcast. Yes, so, it's quadrupled. But not everybody has anything important to say. Sometimes I listen True. to them and I go, "What the fuck?" Say, I mean, I, this is just, sorry. Not no, well, that's, that's why no, I you change can. them. I just I, I just switch to someone else. Well, that's what we talked about last week. How I've started listening to podcasts on airplanes because I can't read anymore when traveling because right. it makes me sick at my stomach. Uh -huh. I don't know if I'm old or what, but so I've started listening to podcasts and I made that exact point i was like i download a ton of them if i don't want to listen to them i just pause them or you know but you're right a lot of people don't have a lot to say but i feel like we all three do no but so you started doing that i i don't know about you but i've loved it like last like today we had an episode air on marriage and fighting fair uh-huh 
and I liked it because I did a little research. It's like therapeutic in in a way for me to do this podcast. So how do you fight fair in a marriage? Well, you'll have want, to listen to you'll that listen to the podcast. <laughs> I think I'm going to. Well, I'm not married, yeah. but I've been in relationships and I can't seem to make them work out. But I I've learned a lot from a lot of the therapy that I've done, and and the big thing with people who've experienced trauma in their life is that they have a hard time organizing their thoughts and they have a really hard time living in the moment because we're so focused on the trauma and we are so easily distracted because of the damage done to our brain. Well, yeah. And so you've been learning more about that. Yes. I went to this place that you referred on site in Nashville. I went to a seven day intensive healing and it was enlightening. And for me, it was a game changer for sure. Oh my goodness. And I love that place. And you just did an episode on it. What's your episode called? On uh, Insight at Onsite. Insight at Onsite. That's good. I do a lot of play on words with my um, podcast titles. Yes. You can That's ask good. Kevin. We've named some really interesting yeah. ones. We have some good past. brainstorming sessions on how we want to name each episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you went there to just deal with your trauma and yes. get some healing right there. And it was seven days. I mean, I, I'd like to go away to yours for 90 days, although. You'd be the sex. only woman there. Yes. But I did say the numbers would be in my favor if I went to your yes, place. Yes, true. Uh, they would. Big time. But obviously I can't because I'm a girl. But I, So I only had seven days that I could squeeze in in between hockey tournaments and homecoming and life and everything else. It's When you're a mom of four kids, you can't just go away. Right. Yep. Believe me, I'd like to. So no, I, I squeezed yeah. in the seven days in the middle of October, and I learned so much. And I, I, I got to fight some demons that I had in a very emotional um, setting, I guess, uh, in a safe setting yeah, where you safe. could really be vulnerable. And one of this book that I'm reading, I'm showing you, it's, I was telling you about, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And it talks about, it, here, I'll show you. Yeah. You can see it. The Body Keeps the Score. It's a fabulous, fabulous read. And it talks about, you know, the first thing we have to do is we have to identify um, the trauma. And so once you... A lot of people don't even talk about their trauma. You well, know? and a lot of people we talked about, I don't mean to interrupt, but we've talked about on this podcast before that there's, we've talked about little T and big T, like right, little trauma and big trauma. And so there's a lot of that that people don't, I walk around with a lot of little T, I think, because like Chico has some big T in his, in his life because he lost his dad when he was 10 in a terrible accident, you know, things like that. That's big T and, um, and abuse and, and things like that or big T, you know, but the little T can be just as damaging to your body. And absolutely. So on, and then what happens is it changes the chemical makeup of your brain. And so, so often our amygdala, which is our emotional mind, and it is literally the size of an almond, the shape, the size of it and the shape of it. It's a teeny little piece of your brain. And yeah. the majority of your brain is your frontal cortex. So why is it that this tiny little piece can just control so much? And right, have so right. much power. And have so much power. Firefly. Yes. Constantly. A exactly. And, you know, as Shannon was sharing about, you know, little T, I think you have a little T, and I'm going to expose it right sure. now that you don't even realize. Okay. But when you were five years old and you had that little surgery. Oh, you, yeah. That but was truly. Was that a, the first time, though, that you knew about that? Did what you was know the surgery? About that? I'm going to yes. tell you. Yes. So I, um, so I was in, in first grade, and I went to a friend's lake house. And we were out on the dock fishing, and it was like this, you know, concrete pier with a jagged edge, um, you know, concrete. And so we're fishing, 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 and, and I stepped out, 
and I stepped and I slipped uh-huh. and I did the splits on the concrete. Ouch. And so I was bleeding in my private and um, I had to go oh. to I had, uh-huh, I had to go to the hospital in the little ER and wherever little lake town we were in. I don't even know where I was. And they had to stitch me up. I had to get several stitches. If in not, your like private, in, my, in, yes. in your vagina. I'm doing a Kegel right now, just thinking. Yeah, about I know. That. I mean, it was. Yeah. So <laughs> then, I knew Kevin would laugh at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like, you just flinched. Wanda, this is my little tea I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So um, then when I got home, I had they, they weren't d- dissolvable or anything. It had to be checked on, and so I had to go to my pediatrician a couple of times, like to get the stitches out. I mean, so you're talking about a first grader you don't fully want... exposed. I mean, mm. you're, yes, yeah, so you're six years old. And you've been told. So the first time you had sex, did it hurt? Not... I mean, generally it hurts for most women, but I mean, there was no uh, not, like, residual no. from that. No, but I have wondered in my marriage as far as, see, Wanda is. I That's mean, good. So I, I like this. Now I'm helping your marriage. This is, I'm going to start turning brighter and brighter red, but I have wondered if that um, has affected my pleasure. Really? You know, yeah. Yes. I have always okay, wondered so, um Because uh, should I not, go there? No, it's not really affected. I mean, you're able to climax. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. All that. Got it. it was okay. really, it was more on the uh, outside. I mean, of the anatomy. I mean, it because I did. did the but that is that interesting. Was, how there could trauma. be that is a trauma. And it is a trauma. And she's she struggled with that trauma. We all have traumas. And you were talking about okay. You had to unpack some trauma. But I've never and to addressed get some it. Healing. So I I was, just, I was just thinking about things like I, I think people need to know that they could go to on site no matter what. If, I mean, like I could even though I don't have a necessarily a big T, but a bunch of little Well, you didn't go tees. off to Iraq and shoot a bunch right, of people. Exactly. I mean, that's a big T. That is PTSD. I don't yes. have that either. Right. No, right. And so when when you say you'd like to go for 90 days, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think that's probably because we could all benefit from that kind of stuff. But I just want time to out. encourage, yeah, time out, encourage anyone that might have some little T's that they don't even think about. They don't even, we've been trying to teach that everybody has some trauma. Well, what you don't repair, you will repeat. Right. And so recognizing what that is in your life. I mean, you have to do some real soul searching. Sometimes it takes an intensive uh, guide guide through the trauma. You know what I mean? Well, for me, I've done neurofeedback. I've done talk therapy. I've done all kinds of, I've dealt with this. You know, I wrote a book about this. You know, I have which is very cathartic. I, right. I've, I've told people, I've talked to people and I've right. helped other people, but it's still, it's still there. It still burns yes. because the sexual molestation that I endured, I just call, I call it the cherry on top of the painful childhood. Yeah. So yeah. I wish it were just that. Right. Right. Cause I could get past that, but you know, you can't get past the abandonment and the neglect and the narcissistic mother and the one that's, you know, there's so much just wrapped up in this pretty little package. Right. That, right. Well, and we all, we, every human being, you know, no matter if you have, you know, the trauma that you've had or Shannon had or mm-hmm. I had, but every human being in the people that have, you know, PTSD from war and seeing people die right in front of them, we all have something in common. We've all dealt, we all struggle with abandonment and inadequacy. 
you know, and the way in abandonment and adequacy manifest itself is either through, you know, addiction or codependency. And, yeah. and those will play out time and time again. And we try to recover from those. If you, if it's addiction by not, you know, using with codependency by overperforming and stuff like that. But if we don't step into the pain box, we're never going to feel recovery. Well, and unfortunately, the higher your ACE score, um, the more likely you are to have addictions. And my addictions are plentiful because my score is a six, six and a half. Have you taken the ACE test, Shannon? No, I don't know what that is. No, it's the adverse good. childhood experiences. It's 10 oh. simple questions. Did your parents divorce? Were you sexually abused? Were you emotionally abused? Were you emotionally neglected? Were you physically abused? Interesting, yeah. So did your father hit your mother? Was there alcoholism, suicide, incarceration? 10 simple so, questions. And the higher your number, the more likely you are to attempt suicide, the more likely you are to um, have some sort of addiction. addiction. Those with four or more yeses are 90% um, of those people are on some sort of antidepressant. Wow. I don't take any antidepressants. And an antidepressant essentially is just to kind of level out your serotonin level. Right. And the lower your serotonin level, the more likely you are to be hyper or overreactive. And that is me. I am very reactive. And I just got out of a long-term relationship. And he triggered me constantly. And so when he would be dismissive or ignore me, all that did was stir up my amped emotions, up. Yeah. amped me up, and I would react. And he kept telling me, you know, you're so reactive, you you ruined this. And finally, just four days ago, he texted me and he said, I fucked all this up, you reacted. I am so sorry. Yep. Well, and it was I, like, it was the most, it was the biggest so validation yeah, I have gotten good. in five and a half years yeah, in that relationship. Yeah. I, li I like hearing that. I, but my little deal is he was pointing the finger at you. Yes. And what happens is if I'm pointing the finger at Three someone. Three fingers are pointing right back, right at, back you. at me. You know, and so right. the deal is do we pause long enough and step back and go, okay, what's going on with me? You know, what's going on with me? How come, okay, she might be reacting or he might be reacting, but what part am I playing in this scenario? And so it sounds like he paused long enough and goes, okay, hey. I played the huge part in this scenario. I just kept fueling Wanda. The Absolutely, whole time. and he yeah. knows it. And so, I, for so for me, you know, what I learned the most, I will tell you, at um, on, site. on site was you have a love addict, which is me. A love addict is someone whose father left, who is, has experienced abandonment yeah. and neglect. Right? right. So those people easily become love addicts. So when you go with a love avoidant. That is the worst possible combo. Right. What I need in a person, in a relationship, you have to be love secure and he has to be love secure. So two lo only two love secure people can make a healthy relationship. Right. Otherwise, it's just toxic. Yes. Oh, for sure. And so, but we all have issues that we have to deal with. We do. And I can't, and I am codependent too. And I say to him, well, I love you. What's, what's wrong with me? Why don't you love me back? Right. Well, I do love you, but I'm going to avoid you. Okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to leave. I'm going to come back. Right. And so it's this vicious cycle. Love that. So I, so I went to on-site, and I, I threw away love-addicted one. And I also threw away a bunch of other addictions yeah. that were unhealthy for me. And so in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to have a foundation well, of being healthy. Yes, and we talked about, so I had this kind of aha moment yesterday. We've been the Enneagram. Do you know what your Enneagram? Have you ever I taken don't, that but test? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, we listened to some podcasts on the different types and I know Chico's type now and I know my type and I'm, I am now I'm 
fully on board and fascinated with learning about other people's types because it's like you said, it's a basis for communication and a basis for healing, I right. think, for a lot of people because if I understand what gets him going and what you know, he's an Enneagram 8, I'm an Enneagram 2, and I had this thought yesterday. I wanted to, like, put on Facebook or something, and I didn't because it was silly and stupid, but I was like, the world could maybe be a more peaceful place if everybody knew their Enneagram number and then everybody kind of knew what the different numbers stood for. And then when you introduced, you know, hi, I'm Sheena West. I'm a two. Like if everybody, right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) hi, I'm Chico West. I'm an eight. And then I'm like, I know what I'm dealing with. I know, I know what's going to trigger you. I know what's going to, I know how to approach you. And, and then there can be healing from that, but there's a basis. And so when you were saying you wanted more than seven days, what I'm getting at is that, we can do our own work, you know, after the seven days. You don't necessarily need 90 days, you know. Oh, the work has to continue. The you work just, just has to continue. Not gonna, you're not going to solve the world's problems in seven days. You're not going to solve your own problems. Right. But it opens. But to be self-aware. Op- self-aware. Yeah, but it opens a, the yeah. door. That, that's the great thing. That's where I was so yeah. fired up for you, Wanda, because I do. I love that you have a message and you have a platform now with, with your show and your blog and stuff like that, it opens the door for people that might not necessarily get help. That's what our deal is in doing this show is like, Hey man, if someone gets help, man, praise God, that's cool shit. You know, if they can begin to unpack because all of us have our stuff and the more I can recognize, man, I do have my stuff and I bring my stuff into my marriage. I bring it into my work. I bring it, into that stuff and the more i can step back and go okay pause what's going on i'm like you i'm reactionary and so i need to learn more and more how to pause and not react and recognize okay what's going on internally here well we're not going to do any good in any relationship until we heal and love ourselves first right hands down yes because if if i if i can't love myself then why do i expect you to love me right and you're certainly not gonna love me the way I, i can't expect you to fill that void. Now, what I've come to understand is that I want someone to add to my level of happiness. I don't expect anyone to make me happy. You want a partner. Yes. That you can. In your joy. In your joy. You know, I mean, you have to have. Absolutely. You know. Yes. Well, and that's where I was, I was thinking this morning when I was driving to Casa, I was going, man, what is it with Shannon is I, and I, I say this is I believe, and I will say it truly i believe you're my best friend you know and a lot of marriages don't have that you know it's more okay hey they're friends but it's more love and what is love we think love's a feeling but it truly isn't a feeling it's It's like it's an action and it's like she's my best friend i'm glad she has best girlfriends but you're you're the one that and i i opened up to you a bunch this weekend about some vulnerabilities i have in my life i don't do that with other people like I do with you. Well, they say lucky is the man who gets to marry his best friend. I love that. Yes. 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 But you, but I, again, I think it boils down to, especially when you're living with your best friend. I mean, it's like a roommate or anything else, but you have to have that basis of self-awareness. Like, you know, you've got to do the work. I mean, and I've just realized this. I mean, we've been married 24 years and thank goodness we kind of grew together and, um, and been together half your life. It's right. Yes. And since he's a therapist, I guess maybe, we, I mean, he used to label me and throw things, therapeutic 
you know, you in a things box. at me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The box that you go Hi. in, this is you. <laughs> yes. This is what I'm labeled this week, you know, and, um, well, and the crazy thing is, but Shannon wait, I, is, I but, it, but real thought, quick, but yeah. this has to do with your thought is, I've always seen you as struggling with codependency, but the last few years I've stopped identifying her as codependent yeah. and she's embraced it. So I yeah, got away. Yeah. She had to do it herself. Well, the if you keep telling her, that, that may make her pissed, run. It just pissed her off. Right. But now that time. she's self-aware, like you said. Right. Well, how do you spell that? Angio, say that again. Enneagram. Enneagram. It's e, it's e N N E O. Enneogram. 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 So you think everyone should go online and take an Enneagram test? Yes. A hundred percent. And go ahead and then. I'm going to have to write that down because I'm going to look that up. You can take it for free. Yeah. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And it's a 15-minute test personality test that you can take. I mean, I think you have to enter your email and then you might, Ian Cron is the kind of the expert. He's written a book and he's kind of done the most, I think, research. He's kind of the expert on it. And um, I've, I have his book downloaded on my phone because you can read about the different types and you can pay on his website. You can pay to take a test, which I might do now after I've initially done this, whatever, um, it'll break it down more. It'll break it'll, it down more and send you like you a forty-page as well. Well, but listen. <laughs> so let me finish. But so, and it'll send you like a forty-page report. But it has been the most eye-opening, and you can't you dig for more information once you find out what you're. And then you read about an unhealthy. Like I'm a two, and there's they have a description of an unhealthy two, a average two, average two, and a healthy two. Okay. And so an unhealthy two. When I read about it, it was me when I'm in all my codependency and just doing, making unhealthy decisions or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't want, I do not want to be that person. And it shows you how to embrace your personality. And then, I don't know, I can't, it is eye and So does that kind of align with what are your five love languages? A little, little, a little bit. bit. I, I think it's a little different. It's like, I'm an, I'm an eight. I'm still struggling if I am an eight. Sometimes I think I'm a three. Um, but innate's a challenger. And so I embrace confrontation. I like that stuff. And so when I'm healthy, it's I'm probably it's the same good. as you. Yeah. And so a challenger's good. People are attracted, but when I'm in an unhealthy place, I've become tyrant. Oh. You know, in an asshole and, and see, you might become bitchy a, or whatever. Well, and I'm no, a, women can be assholes too. Yeah. Well and I'm a two, which um is the helper. And so I put so much stock in relationships, all my relationships. I want I mean, if I'm volunteering on the PTA, I want everybody at P I want my relationships to be good. I want my relationships and that's an unhealthy can care too much what other people think because it, I can't control other people's feelings. I mean, well, I our relationships are what dictate our happiness over our lives. So the healthier, uh, relationships that you have, the longer you're going to live. But well, here's, yeah. here's but the deal with that. Uh, you care so much more about those relationships than an eight. Well, and an eight, an but an eight wants someone to be truthful with them. And so direct. just direct, you know, just yeah. tell it as it is. And when Shannon is direct, if I'm, you know, if I'm being inappropriate or something and she's direct with me, I like that. But then when, if she starts adding a bunch of shit to the plate. To about, soften, to soften the blow, maybe. I, I just, just cut, cut that like, crap out, yeah. you know, but for her, it's like, I don't need to correct her in public. I don't mind being corrected in public if someone's direct with me, but if I correct her in public, boom, that's not good. So it's not, it, 
I so what you receive is not what other people will receive. Exactly. exactly. What That's you exactly. like yes. does it mean, and so you have to stop yourself and say, okay, this isn't going to work for her. Right. Yes. And so that, this and would have helped about, years ago. Well, but marriage. they talk about, you know, Enneagram numbers in, in, in companies and in work relationships and how you approach a coworker and all the, I mean, it's incredible the depth of how it, and then it all just kind of clicks and it makes sense. But like, for example, I made our kids do this. And well, I think Be Beck's a seven and then Travis is a three. So we are all four different numbers on the Enneagram and it's crazy because it allows me to know but the three seven and help. eight want like assertiveness and stuff like that total opposite of but, but also you are the only woman in your house too yes exactly yeah. but so the does, seven, these, does this number weigh into the male female perspective not necessarily not necessarily but know. like the seven is an adventure seeker like life is an adventure everything needs to be an adventure everything needs to be an exciting experience for the seven which is Beck and for for but me that's probably because their amygdala at some point needed some sort of dopamine high that's why i play ice hockey because that is a healthy dopamine high for me okay see this is what i'm getting at i want to avoid my 16 year old turning to something that is going to give him a high well, there are healthy highs that no i want him to so we let him get a motorbike so he plays football uh, right a plays dirt bike. Football. He plays football. that's a healthy he, high yes. exactly he has but a we let him get he rides around motorcycle. in the neighborhood he, the, he got it no, when he was 15. and there, there's no I mean, license plate or license he has to wear a helmet that's the only thing we I, mean, I have a fast car because i like to speed i like yeah. i like that quick adrenaline rush but and he told me he, and i but i'm so careful i'm careful and cautious and my personality is not um you know, maybe when you fell at five years old and you hit your hoo-ha, yeah, I mean, maybe that I'm has told you to be careful. Exactly. That was a childhood trauma. Yes. That dictated your course of life. Completely. Maybe. And so it's but let's crazy. Get back, let's get back to. Well, I think it's all. It's related, but I want to get back great. to on-site and just okay. the work. I I like explaining this because I I go to onsite every year. I have a group of men that I meet with. Miles is in my group. Do you do like a seven day? No, we do a three day intensive. Okay. Just it's a leadership workshop, and we do our own work, and we do the psychodrama and stuff like that. And I try to tell people, uh, it's crazy. I might do work, and okay, yes, I'm doing my own work about maybe childhood stuff or relationship stuff or whatever, but that some of the best work happens when I'm just sitting there as a participant watching others do their work. Did you, did you experience that? Well, in our small group, yes. everybody had their turn. So when yes. you tell your whole family story and then they do the psychotherapy, psychodrama, psychodrama, sorry, the psychodrama therapy, you get to watch everyone. But I will tell you, that was very, I was the last to go and I did not want to go and did not want to deal with it. And then I did it and it was so, you were literally walking through fire. Mm -hmm. Yes. But did you walk through some fire when you watched others do it before you? Um, I got emotional with a couple of people because they pick you to play certain roles. Yes. In like, cause I had to pick them. And so they picked me and you know, a couple of times I was picked to be someone's inner child. And when that person is, you know, when we realized we didn't love this person, this inner child, because our parents couldn't, so we don't. But now it's our responsibility. And I, well, I felt the pain. Yes, and that's yeah. what I—that's what I've tried to explain to Shannon because I want Shannon to go up there and experience it as well. I mean, I went with four children, but I came home with five. Yeah, so you're... my friends are like, "And you think the other four are a handful? Wait till you do with this one." <laughs> oh, right? Oh no! <laughs> I 
this is the worst one of all. Right. Right. It is. I mean, it's crazy. But but then your adult child, then your adult self got to say, hey, you know, come alongside me. Right. And, and so that's the cool thing. You, I mean, this child is screaming, love me, love me, love me, you know, and my, my kids don't scream that because, well, right. I already love them. I don't. Exactly. Their dad loves them. They don't have, they, they will never understand what it is like to go through yeah. life going, why, do, why didn't you love me? Why wasn't I good enough? Yeah. Right. You've get, you've get, you've changed that narrative, you know, in your kid's life. Yeah. Just because it's so trauma, the trauma that happened to me was not my fault, but it is my responsibility to heal myself. Yes. Otherwise, you're just going to take your unresolved trauma and put it on your children yes. or other people in your life, and that's not fair to them. And that's that victim mentality. Oh, yeah. My mother was a martyr all day long. Drove me nuts. Yeah. And so that, that's, the, that's the kind of magic that happens. Well, Chico kind of realized that when Beck was 13, like three years ago. Remember at Onsite? Yes. I don't want to tell you. Wait, story. did you take Beck he, to Onsite with you? No, no, no. No, no. But his 13 year old self oh oh, okay he realized some stuff about his 13 year old self that had nothing to do with back because i was just back, but doing my like, own work wait and i saw my 13 year old self trying to seek approval and stuff like that and i go i don't want this to come out towards you know my now 16 year old this so this was three years ago i was going because i identify and connect with him so much we have a lot of the same personality and so it's like, and y'all weren't connecting at that time because I mean he was seventh grade, and you yeah. know he he and Dad. In all fairness, not, nobody connects with the seventh grader, no, no. right? At Especially all. if it's a boy. You're exactly right at yeah. all. So and so, but they. But they, he just kind of had an aha moment with his inner child. And I and I I'm dealing with your own son. Yes, dealing with my own his thirteen own year old. Thir yes, not your son. Not my no. son. My thirteen year old is he, like he was okay. Let me let me kind of reel this back in, but. Chico was having trouble understanding Beck at yeah, that time. At understanding home. his own son. Like, yes. yes. Like, Beck would be like, you know, get mad at him or whatever. And he'd be like, why are you being an asshole to me? I mean, what have I done? Or whatever? And I'm like, I'm looking at him going, he's 13. Are you kidding me? Like, don't get butt hurt by our 13-year-old. Because he's going to hurt you. Because he's 13. And he is going to not want to be around you. Not be with you. And he's like, why don't you want to be with me? I mean, I'm cool. I'm fun. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> So this was right before he went to onsite. He and Beck were really, I mean, and Beck was even sharing with me, like, I hate dad. I mean, but I, hate I was dad. going I through to, to pause a little yeah. bit. So okay. three years ago, I was going through a lot of business, personal business shit. Right. And it was coming out. My, my child was coming right. out sideways Absolutely. with my true, own child. True, true. My relation, same thing with yes. my partner when we went downhill it came out through my children yeah that's and not fair to, to them. them no and right. that was that was my crap coming out sideways because right. i i had this i it you've gone through a divorce i went through a a business divorce and it was it was yes. painful and it was it was bad and i took it personal and all this stuff and it was well my son's 13 right now and i'm having issues with understanding him and he's a boy but yes. we play ice hockey together so we have that great not many moms play ice no hockey with their that's son. So, so cool we have that connection and so yeah. when we're on the ice it's not a mother-son relationship it's two hockey players yes yeah. but but off the ice he is an asshole yeah, yeah. probably because he's 13 he's a boy and he's exactly. my baby but so I think about, I don't remember Richard, who's 20. Mm -hmm. I don't remember him being this way. So I think back, why don't I remember Richard being this way? Because I had a five-year-old 
always on my hip who loved me and was in love with me and I was in love with him and I didn't think about my 13 year old at the time because I had this cute little baby yeah and that makes sense yes so you've got no one younger to, to love on to love on and, and our thir the 13 year old becoming a man you know like right. they think they are yes but we can't love them like we used to because we they're becoming their own per I don't, I don't mean love a like physically, yeah, no, I can't just go up and kiss him and hug him and love him and squeeze him. Like, mom, don't touch me. That's weird. Right. But yeah. No, that, but we we have to learn how we have to adapt and learn how to love them in a different way. And right. I and, and connect I love, and, and connect. connect and there's that connection because it's easy to love that little you know three four five yes. six seven eight year old and all of a sudden you're you thirteen know. now. Wait, what? I can't snuggle with you. No, and mom, they're get full away. Of piss and vinegar and all and they that moved to the side hug because you have boobs. Yeah, oh. and they're like, please, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yes. Don't want to touch your. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, my son says to me, Mother, "Don't uh, touch me. That's mom. weird." <laughs> I know. So true. That I had never thought of it. Yeah, no, that they, way. Yeah, that they, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I totally can. Yeah. Yes. yes. Hey, you knew you you I caught knew. on when they moved to the side hug, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Totally. And then they're like, "Are you dressed, Mom?" But y'all don't have girls. So when Richard started hugging our daughters, he moved to the side hug because he thought it was weird. No, I I I don't I don't like the side hug with you. No, I know. I like the wife full frontal. Yeah. Okay, that's your sexual partner. It's weird with the your children. Yes, exactly. Duh. What if you had girls? That would be weird. Exactly. It would be weird. Yes. But but the cool thing is I did my own work and it's like my relationship with Beck has gotten better yes. and it's like I've I've allowed Shannon to step in in areas that she needs to step in and I step in in areas where I need to step in. Well, the first role in this book that I'm reading, the, uh, the Body Keeps Scores, you have to understand when the triggers are happening to you and the only way you can ever gain mastery over them is to first understand when you're in that situation that it's happening to you so like when my son rejects me he's not rejecting me that's ridiculous and i can't be sensitive about it well he didn't want to hang yeah. out with me he's just 13 in his own yes. stuff but i take my childhood um trauma and take it out on him and that's ridiculous yeah that's what i told yeah. i told chico i was like you're not allowed to have your feelings hurt by our children anymore i was like you yeah. you've got to be and we can't you got at all at all yeah yeah we can't so at that moment your amygdala else. takes yeah. over your limbic system, get out of your limbic system, go straight to your frontal cortex, your rational mind. Yeah, but see, my rational mind with my attention deficit disorder <laughs> takes over that attention deficit. And so I really, for me, to for it to take over, I have to remind myself, okay, pause, Chico, pause, pause. That's where the rational comes in and not react. Well, so often we're always stuck in our trauma because it's all we know and we don't want to get out of it because then life would be so different. Right. Yeah, we get, we get, you know, Sometimes you don't know when it's going to hit you either. At all. And sometimes we just have to stop talking about it and stop going to therapy, no offense, Not and right. live our life. We've got to learn to live in the moment. Yep. So often we are stuck living in the past and I can't do that anymore. One, that's where I love for people, hey, how do you get out of self? Go help someone else. Right. You know, I like what you told me last week when I called you about coming on the show. It's like, okay, I got four kids to go home to. Right. You know, it's like one whoa. of the people I met, her ex husband had killed her children and then himself. And oh, good. That is Lord. incredible. I mean, I'm like, oh, wow, I had to give a blowjob at eight years old, but I get to come to my four children. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Right. It's all perspective. It all is perspective. But we all like, have to, But I'm not going to minimize mine because hers is so no, right. great. You know, on such a whole different level. Yeah, and she is at a completely different level, and we all have our own level. But it, at the same time, we got to step back and go, okay, I have my stuff. I can move forward, or I quit living in the past. You know, learn how to get out of self and help someone else. You know, and those those things will really. Uh, yes, take care of yourself. Yes, look at those things. But at the same time, step step out and you know see where you where your experience can benefit someone else. And, and that's you know with my blog and my podcast and even my book to some degree, a lot of people reached out to me and said thank you so much. You really yeah. helped me. Yes, and that for me is very validating. Oh, completely. Yeah, because at, at times when we're in our even when we're not in our stuff and we're pretty healthy, we we don't see, we need at times those little validations, those little signs of, okay, hey, someone is listening. I I I can be of service to others. You know, and you're, you're reaching an audience that all Completely. of a sudden people are going, oh, thank you. And being blunt without smoking blunts. Yeah. Right, well, and on my Instagram, which is one blunt woman too, I got, I get the nicest compliment comment was, so-and-so, you need to follow this woman. Oh, yes. That yes, is such a huge yes. compliment, validation for me, because I am out there trying to help because people need help. But when you are vulnerable, too, like you are, and Chico and I, I'd like to think we are, when you're vulnerable, then people are like, ah. Oh. I, I love Brene Brown stuff. They feel such a relief. Love Brene Brown. I do I, she talks about, and Dare to Lead, we need to rumble in our vulnerability. I She's love, so I love that rumbling in our vulnerability. And I mean, I'm, get in the, get out, get out of your seat and get into the ring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you're not in the ring, then quit, quit, quit having fucking comments. Yes. yes. That's the yeah. thing that drives me nuts is, Hey, you can have a comment if you're in the fucking ring, you know, but don't have any comments. Yeah. If, if you're over here on being the armchair quarterback. I love when I get comments from how to raise my children and they don't have any kids right like, oh, <laughs> awesome. i used to get a book every year and i'm like i'll oh. just put it in the pile over there that i'm not going to read because i'm too busy raising my actual children right to read right. a book on it yeah, yeah i definitely i definitely would get criticism of my some of my parenting techniques too so like letting my child ride a dirt bike around the neighborhood or go to ACL totally without us. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, you I took win. my kids you, to ACL you, and my phone got hacked. I know. I, 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 I thought I was so pissed. You know, I, I, that's where that I is, freaked I'm out. Still that dealing is, with it. I bet yes. that is the worst. Yes. I mean, that sucks. I mean, I'm nervously laughing because that would have thrown me over the edge. That is such oh, a this pain. This is a in shout out ass. to Venmo. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> thousands were taken. I called my bank immediately. They immediately credited me and Venmo just when I walked in, sent me an email saying, well, we've decided since your bank took care of it, we're not going to deal with this. And this has no longer been, um, this is off our books or whatever they said. And I'm like, hello, did you catch it? You know where you the money went. Money. Yeah, you money. You owe... need to go to that person and go, you stole that money. Right. They don't give a fuck. Sorry, I'm yeah. just pissed about all that. Yeah, that it scares crazy. me though. That freaks me out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they. It, it's too much of a pain in the ass for them. Yeah, I'm thousands. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's crazy. But ACL was fun. Yes, we didn't go. We just sent him down there. Oh, you just sent your but you're on the mega bus. No, we're talking about a sixteen-year-old. You sent him on the mega bus, really? Yes. 
Oh. He yeah. said, can I go on the Vaughn Lane? And I was like, I'm not paying no. for a Bond Lane. You What's Bond Lane? What's that? Bond Lane's it's a nice. It's the luxury bus. It's oh, the I didn't realize it was a luxury bus. How much yes. more is that one? Twice. It's 100 away. So yes, it's 200. $200. And her What's the difference? It has a bathroom on it or something? It has everything. Well, they have like they have a stewardess. Big seats. Or I mean, there's only 18 attendant. They have an attendant. Yeah, yes. I was going to say flight attendant, but then I was like, it's not a flight. But it's yes, they have a, a bus, bus attendant. attendant. It really is a nice way to travel because you can get a bunch of shit done. Like you, they have Wi-Fi on it. And so... Oh, okay. Other than going on a, you know, putting your laptop up, getting on a plane and whatever, you can, the second you get on the bus, you can like lay back. And it goes and straight it to UT. Yes. Yes. Did it serve drinks? Yes. Nice. What it's, if you're underage? You no. can't get them. <laughs> I was at Cool's Liquor getting myself a bottle of wine the other night and this Highland Park kid's in there and he couldn't have been 16. I'm taking a picture of him. I sent it to my daughter and I go, so who's this? He doesn't have enough money to buy what he's buying. Uh, uh, and he takes back the Tito's and brings back Smirnoff because uh, he was $5 short. No, I was, and I was like, I was oh, I'm the, looking at the lady going, you do realize this kid's barely right, 16. Right. No, this kid this kid was at the 7-Eleven buying beer that a year older than Travis. Travis is still in high school. Uh-huh. And he goes, hey, Mr. West. Oh, yeah. And he's buy, buying his beer. And I'm going, you're going to serve him because... He's a year older than my son, and my son's 18. I just called him out on the shit. And so, well, I didn't know this yeah. kid, but I'm looking at him going. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have called him out. I would, but I would my, have sent the picture to my that, kid. I did run into one at Monticello, and I called my girlfriend. And she goes, I know, I don't care. And I said, okay, just, just yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah. Like, oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But getting back to the show, let's let's kind of bring it we we've talked about enneagrams we talked about trauma we talked about on-site we talked about wanda and her podcast um and her blog uh hey this is a shout out for from filter optional it's a great podcast it wanda's is there's a lot of great episodes and she is one blunt woman and so listen to that thank Uh, you for the shout out yes we we like what uh she has to say once again uh, tune in to us every Monday at 10 on on Facebook or iTunes. You can download and get the new episodes and on YouTube. I just remembered. Thanks Until for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.